0: Lord, we pray that you would make us those who obey your word and do it, not simply those who look into it, close it, and say, that was interesting. And we ask that so that Jesus Christ might be glorified in his church and in just the ways that that letter to you described in our prayers earlier. Amen. Well, this is by way both of a sermon and the uh, annual address uh, from the rector. Uh, There is going to be almost no explanation of the text that we've just had read. I moved a number of things around, so we would land on that text today, because what I want is simply to offer a great big illustration and application of the text – You will probably know if you've been around us for a while that the Church Council a couple of years back set ourselves the ambition of, quote, establishing a congregation that responds to the needs of the Vauxhall Street part of our parish. That was all in fulfilment of the vision that's on our wall as you walk into church. There was a group. We prayed a lot. We walked around a lot. We talked a lot. And voices began to be heard in the wider church. All this praying and talking is all very well, but what are we as a church going to do? My answer was always the same. I don't know. I've had this very odd, serene confidence that A, I didn't know, but that was okay, and B, that we would know at the right time. Well, I was at a gathering in Norwich some weeks ago now with Carol Crouch uh, and Sandra Isaac, and at the lunchtime interval I said to Carol, I think we have the answer to what we do next. And she said, so do I. Words that every rector longs to hear from a warden. Some years ago, Christ Community Church in Attleborough ran an inquiry within their church and community under the banner, Who Cares? The young pastor of the church came up with an approach, We'll ask people, what hurts the most? They asked that question in different contexts and using different people. They listened to the answers and then they built their gospel response as a church around what people had offered as replies. That model is now being offered widely to the city and to the county, There was a launch at the cathedral some months ago, and I went to it, and then there was uh, this training day at the end of March, to which Carol and Sandra came. I want to tell you what we might do. I want to explain why I have such confidence in it for our whole parish, and I want you to, and I want to invite you to get us thoroughly involved. So the mission is entitled, thank you Andrew, Who Cares?, It involves two phases. Listening to our community, that's mostly over the coming summer, and then responding mostly in the autumn and the spring. We listen through the use of one consistent question, although it comes in two forms. Uh, What hurts the most? Or if that is too out of the blue a question, and it can be What's the one thing in life that's hardest to handle? We know from the experience of Attleborough, the sorts of answers they got, and what surprised them was how honest and vulnerable people were in their willingness to offer a response. And that might be partly because of the way the question is asked in writing and on the spot. So, uh, let me uh, go through how it works. I meet you on your doorstep. Hello. I'm from your local church. And we're taking part in this huge survey across the county. We ask one question, and the answer you offer is anonymous, even we don't see it. It's this. What hurts the most? or What's the one thing in life hardest to handle? Then I give you a pen and a card with a question on it and a blank space, not a very big space. You fill it in, And then you put it in the envelope that I've already given to you. I put the envelope in a bag that obviously has others in it already, and I say, thank you. Here's another card that just explains what will happen now with your answer. And the little flyer that I give you then tells you that your answer will be transcribed, sent to headquarters, allocated a category or two, and when we're done, we'll publish the results. As the person on the doorstep I've not seen your answer unless you need me to write your answer for you, and that will be the case for some. What they also discovered in Attleborough was that people are very willing to answer this question, even if those asking it are very young. In fact, in some cases, especially if those asking it are very young. More of that in a moment. That's the listening phase. It starts in June and it ends in August. So I am going to be asking lots of us, lots of you, to ask that question, particularly in June and July. We're going to start with ourselves, the church, and then those parts of the community that we already touch, the community lunch, Young at Heart, Trekkers, Keep Fit, and so on and so on. I hope, too, that even in that time frame, we'll be able to do some door-to-door work. I certainly intend to and I'd like to think you'd come along. But in late July, we get help. For the last few years, one of the largest uh, Christian youth festivals has taken place on our doorstep, New Day. Each year, they have sponsored the youngsters at the festival to go into the areas of Norwich and the county on cleanup campaigns or uh, other forms of service. This year, though, the churches are going to be sponsoring them to come out onto our streets and assist in the asking of the who cares question. On a good afternoon, one coachload of youngsters generates about 200 responses. I've ordered three coachloads. We have some members of the church who will be able to let the youngsters in to our apartment buildings in the Vauxhall Street area, and I'm going to try to get help from the housing department as well. I'm going to be asking you, nearer the time... So, that it isn't those teams of youngsters on their own, but us working with them. The answers that we get from our work in June and July, we then input onto computer forms on the website, word for word. These go back to the centre under our name. And then the answers the New Day youngsters get in uh, late July are inputted, inputted for us, but again under our name. They're then categorized by a team that's been put together by a member of King's Church who is working with other sociologists at the London School of Economics who are interested in a survey this big. So at the end of the listening phase, those results are returned to us, all the results that come under our parish or area, and they give us a picture of the area we've covered. The more we cover, the more accurate the picture And working with other local churches, we can see our whole area. And at the end of the whole thing, there's a picture of Norfolk. And all of that is actually just the easy bit. The real work is in the offering of a gospel response. But before I leave the listening phase, I want to say one other thing. Uh, Sandra and Carol and I were simply blown away by the sheer professionalism of this operation. They seem to have thought of every problem, and every question seems to have an answer they've already considered. You are going to have lots of questions. That's right and proper. And we need to make sure that there is time for answers. And that's going to start this Wednesday evening at our regular prayer focus meeting, when we'll start to consider and to pray, because there isn't a lot of time. The top question tends to be around managing young people safely. And that's where New Day's experience over a number of years comes in. We do the risk assessment of the area. They provide the immediate supervision with adults who hang back slightly as the youngsters are in action. And any immediate uh, causes for concern are dealt with by that adult and by the person that we provide on the end of a mobile phone. It's all thought through. They've been here before. And what I really want to do is to convey to you why I find this something that makes me more excited than I've been for a very long time. Firstly, it means working with other churches. Locally, St. Stephen's, St. Thomas, the New King's Church at Park Lane and South Park Evangelical are all signed up. Secondly, the timing could not feel more right. You may be among those who said, yes, well, we, 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 heard, we heard about the praying and the, the walking and the talking. What are we going to do? Well, we have an answer and an invitation. Thirdly, there's space for everyone. I'll go through that in a minute. If you're not going to be on the doorstep, and I hope many of you will, and I hope, I hope lots of us are willing to cross that comfort zone anxiety that says, I don't have to open a conversation. I don't have to take people to John 3.16. All I've got to do is, answer, is ask a question. I think that'll be good for us. But as well as that, there's going to be uh, people needed at home typing up the, uh, the responses. We're going to need prayer backing. The whole project uh, is big enough that lots of us, all of us, I hope, can be involved in some way. And then, fourthly, because it builds on the past. We've asked our own form of the question before. How can we help? This is along the grain of ways in which we've been involved before, and it gives me confidence for this particular way of doing things now. But as I say, all this is the easy phase. The harder phase is responding. We will not have long to listen to what's been offered to us and to work out how to respond. Across the county, there's one element of response in preparation underway for a large alpha taster meal at the showground on the 2nd of October for 1,000 people. That's going to open an alpha season for each local church to operate. I do want to emphasize that whatever we offer as a response must be a gospel response. I was very encouraged at the cathedral launch. Attleborough discovered that broken relationships was a huge category. But their response was not to set up a family's support unit, though something of that may lie further down the road. Their response was not immediately to run to social action. It was to call people to the right relationships that begin with Jesus. The right response will not be a set of social programs, at least not immediately, but a fresh understanding of how the gospel, with its answers, connects to the questions that people are actually asking locally. Well, it's about time that we got to Scripture, isn't it? And I want to do so by looking at the people we're going to need, starting next Sunday, once this annual meeting is out of the way. We have a coordinator for this operation, uh, Rachel Leggett. Paul asks us in Colossians to be wise towards outsiders. And the whole of this mission is about just that. So we need at least one wise person, and we have one. Hello, Rachel. We're going to need, if you have the text in front of you, we're going to need to be devoted to prayer. Who's going to lead that? Paul asks that God would open a door. Which doors? When? With which of us on the doorstep? We're going to need a logistics person. We'll need doorsteppers of our own to ask the question and offer what Paul calls here conversations full of grace on the doorsteps and down by the shops and among our own groups. Paul tells us, make the most of every opportunity. New Day is a terrific opportunity, and we're going to need liaison with that team. He speaks of the mystery of Christ. Now, we know what that means. You've heard from this dais often enough that this is not something that is now still mysterious. But something that has been a mystery and is now revealed. God's great plan for history summed up in Jesus. And I think this is something I care about very much that we use this listening phase to understand how that great plan, the mystery of Christ, dovetails with the questions not now being asked in Colossi, but here in our own patch. Yes the Vauxhall Street area and I hope this is a great tool to open up new contacts there but also across our parish and area I know I hope you know that Jesus is the answer but I want to know how God makes him the answer to this generations and this places questions So we will need data, and it will need inputting, and it will need a team. And then there's the response phase for the note that's here of proclaiming the answer. Well, we'll get to that later in the process. I hope you will have questions. I hope this isn't like a Teflon presentation where I throw the words out and there's been things on the screen and it just slides off us all and says, oh, it's wonderful what those people at our church are going to be doing. Let's not use the language of they and those, but of us and we. This hasn't been through umpteen committee processes It is something simply that I think would be very good. Let the questions come, and don't be worried that they will seem silly. Uh, I know I've said that there are answers out there, but that doesn't stop the questions needing to be asked for each one of us until we're satisfied. Uh, There is this terrible danger when some of us are ahead of the game that uh, you think we know everything, and we don't, and so the questions that need asking don't get asked. So to repeat, I am more excited about this, at the rightness of this, at this time, than I have been in years. It is utterly along the grain of what we've done before and what we've decided for the future. And I hope you'll join in, in a great endeavour together. Use the office email to send in questions, offers, recognition of gifts, uh, and come if you can to prayer focus on Wednesday, 7:45. Put the others in the diary for the next few weeks. We will run them uh, in July and August. Um, it's focus this Wednesday. it's the 30th. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't check that before putting in it. So don't come this Wednesday. Whatever I said. <laughs> ask your questions. Like, will the rector ever get to a diary? Um, <laughs> Don't come this Wednesday. Thank you, Carol. You see, I, t- I told you, it's great. It's a great relationship. Um, uh, but come, uh, come to Prayer Focus whenever it is. I think it's a week on Wednesday. Um, a- a- and we'll start the process. So, go forth and ask, as the hymn doesn't quite say. Would you please stand to sing?